The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak. We're going to take a look back at the Bengals' win over the Baltimore Ravens, what Coach Zach Taylor had to say afterwards, and kind of how they how they got it done. All right, For a little bit more on how they got it done and to take a look at some video clips, make sure you check out my work on Cincy Jungle, or you can find it on my Twitter as well. But I put out a film room this week talking about how – they contain Lamar. Uh, obviously, he was able to run the ball, but how do they keep him in the pocket when he was trying to pass the ball, which is a huge part of the win, uh, as well as some other things. So definitely, definitely check that out. But the first thing, uh, really, Zach Taylor talked about their preparation this week. And he said that there were no lapses in practice. Uh, they were super focused in practice this, this week. They were on top of the details. That's a, that's a direct quote, is on top of the details. So, like, like that's huge. I mean, being that focused, you know, knowing you got a, a big time opponent, you got a big game coming up, uh, having that focus, and really that's what you need to win, and you know that's what they need to be able to do to win. Now, they are exceeding expectations right now, and you continue to do that, you know, by doing all the little things right. You can't start thinking you're good. You can't start. Um, you know, thinking, hey, we won a few games and, and we're not going to lose any games. Uh, you know, confidence is good, but you've got to have that edge. You've got to know that, especially now, now they're at the top uh, of the AFC, everybody's gunning for you. Nobody's going to overlook you, that's for sure. And everybody is coming for you. They don't have that mystique yet. You know, they're not that team. They're not the, the team that has really earned it yet. You know, all they've done is one a few games in a regular season, you know, string together a few wins here and there. So they've got that target on their back already, uh, but they haven't really established themselves yet. So they've got to keep coming. You know, at the end of the day, I, I think they're probably a year off from being what they can be. You know, <laughs> I think um, they're really going to have to keep that focus uh, to keep this run going. Um because they're not world beaters, you know, at the end of the day. So let's uh, let's get a little bit more into the game. Um, you know, they asked Zach Taylor about adversity uh, and about coming out in the second half. And 
Look, the Bengals have been great at the middle eight, right? Scoring right before the half, scoring right out of the half. Here, Baltimore gets the ball coming out of the second half, and they go out and they score. And, you know, I'm sure there were some groans. I'm sure there were some, oh, here we go. Um, but the Bengals responded, and then the defense really responded, you know, and shut them down. The offense responded, um, scored four of the next five drives um, right after that. Um, obviously, there was one interception in there, but, like, everybody really responded very well to that. Uh, quote from Zach Taylor, Baltimore is a dangerous team, and so you know they're going to have some big plays. You stop what you can stop, but they're going to get explosive plays. That's what they do. You just have to be able to respond immediately after that. I don't think anybody was phased when they got that touchdown coming out of the second half. We knew it was going to be that type of game. They were going to have their moments where they were going to score and make big plays. And you just have to respond. And we did. We didn't give up another point after that. So huge response coming out of that, you know, and, and talking a little bit about the defense. Like, I, I think that was the, that was a real big, you know, surprise. Yeah, I think, look, they don't have, we, we, a lot has been made of the running back situation, but they don't have Orlando Brown. They don't have Ronnie Staley. You know what I mean? Like, like, and you know, Yonda, obviously it's a little bit removed, but like Baltimore isn't what it was up front. And the running back situation doesn't help. Um, I think they're getting better in the past game. They're still definitely a very good, very dangerous team, and, and, and I don't want to act like they're not. I still think they're one of the best uh, competitors in the AFC. But, you know, it's a little bit different now. Um, and, and on the defense, right, uh, I thought our defensive coaching staff came together with a great plan. Zach Taylor again here. And our guys executed it to a T. We have smart pass rushers, and Lamar Jackson is so dangerous. Every time he extends a play, he's capable of running for an explosive play or passing for one. He's such a tremendous player, and I'm really proud of how our defense handled him today. That was a really big step for us. So, look, we know uh, there's obviously the, the Carlos Denlap long TD uh, given up to Lamar Jackson that was uh, forever on Lamar Jackson's highlight film. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we've had that experience. We know what Lamar is. We know what Baltimore is offensively. And um, you, look, I, I think this is something that my article that I mentioned talks about quite a bit here too. Uh, that contained pass rush. Like, that's huge. And that's how you stop guys like well, contain. Uh, you can't really stop these guys necessarily, but guys like Lamar, guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Aaron Rodgers, like they thrive on extending plays. Like that's where they really get you, you know. And they can do some other things, but that's where they really get you. And you know, you, you go back, I go back years. You know, I I remember watching the Patriots, a pretty good Patriots defense, against a very good Packers team one year. And that's what they did to Rodgers. Like, they weren't even trying to sack him. They were just boxing him in. I think that's a big reason why Chandler Jones is no longer a New England Patriot because, you know, the Patriots were, like, trying to focus their game plan in some of those situations on contain. Um, and I remember actually in that game seeing him duck inside 
at Rogers, uh, <laughs> scrambling out. Um, and it was like, oh wait, no, this is this is the problem that they've got with that guy. So, also, I think it's kind of something that they alluded to when we talked about Carlos or excuse me, uh, Carl Lawson's pass rushing being limited by the Bengals the staff I think that's what it was it was they were saying hey you can't go inside when we have an athletic quarterback you got to stay outside so that's how you do it and really this was an incredible job in this game you know you look at the way that they kept him in the pocket um and look he's a stud athlete like he's he's gonna get out sometimes he's gonna run the ball um but the way that they contained pass rush on him and still got had five sacks. Uh, Trey Henderson looked great. You know, Sam Hubbard obviously looked fantastic. Um, and, you know, even there's a great play with uh, Cam Sample in there that I included in my article. Uh, you know, those guys did an awesome job. And I think the interior guys, Reader, Ogunjobi, Tupo, Hill, you know, I think those guys did a, a pretty good job applying the pressure from the middle as well. So that was, that was huge. That's a really big aspect of this. And some of those that... I think some people characterize as coverage sacks. I don't see that way. I'd like, I think they're getting sacks because they're not letting them out of the pocket. <laughs> you know, they're contained sacks to me. You know, I know there was, uh, you know, there were some times when it's like, there was one play where Trey uh, had a great pressure, you know, smoked the guy off the line and basically just corralled uh, Lamar over to Hubbard. Hubbard ended up with the sack. Uh, but that you know that's that's how it goes sometimes you know and that's what it's, it's about the team it's about the team effort and uh, not individuals getting their stats and padding their stats all the time so that was a great job um, I thought the defense did a fantastic job with that I think that was really the big difference you know because you let Lamar out of the pocket and just like Dick Taylor said like he's got a two way go you know, like he's he's looking he's got his eyes downfield he's looking for a big play. And if you bite up on him at all, you know, he's going to hit it. Otherwise, you keep backing off. You don't put some pressure on him. Like, it'll take off. So, it's uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of thing. Um, on the first half, you know, and, and some of the issues that they had, Zach Taylor, uh, we had some trouble with second and ones, third ones. It's really about the offense. We felt like we were having some success, but... We just couldn't get that first first down. We've heard that story too many times this year, right? And it set us back. But we didn't go into halftime feeling like we were struggling. We saw some opportunities over there in the dropback passing game, and we were starting to get some rhythm. Okay? That's a, something he talks regularly about is finding that rhythm. They need to kind of come out and find that rhythm a little bit faster. Obviously, they went on a tear in the second half. Uh, four of the first five drives, TDs, and... You know, then it was Brandon Allen, some OJP Ryan time after that. It was actually some OJP Ryan time, uh, P Ryan time before that. Um, and then the fourth one was a interception in the red zone. Uh, Burrow maybe getting a little too confident <laughs> going for Chase there. Uh, look, Burrow and Chase, though, were obviously on fire. You know, maybe that's one of those things. Uh, I say on fire. Maybe that's one of those things that, you know, like uh, when you're playing ABA Jam back in the day and you, you made, uh, I think it was like three shots in a row and then you're on fire and like literally you'd make shots from anywhere. Um, you know, maybe that's kind of how Burrow was feeling in that moment on that uh, the red zone interception. You're just like, ah, I can do anything. Uh, but uh, CG Uzama continued to be a force. You know, I, I think 
Bengals fans have been a little up and down on him. Like, really, his only real drop-off was when Tyler Eifert came back that year, and he just wasn't getting the targets. But, look, Uzama's good. I think he's been a, a pretty good blocker this year, too. He's a, he's a really good all-around player. Um, you know, they, some people thought that they needed to address that position. Nah, man, he's he's good. You know, they're, they're, they're good to go with him. Um, they really tried to get T. Higgins involved, and Higgins had 15 targets and caught less than half of them. Um, he and Burns didn't really seem to be in sync. They didn't seem to be on the same page. And I don't think, like, I don't think it's his T's fault, uh, per se. Like, I don't, I don't think he had a bad game. Um, I just think they need to spend more time together. And I, and I think that we wouldn't see this if Joe Burrow wasn't rehabbing his knee all offseason. You know, I think Burrow will spend a lot of time with these guys, hopefully with a healthy offseason. Um, we're going to see a much stronger connection with all the receivers. You know, Chase obviously has the advantage that he had two years with Burrow. You know, <laughs> like like he, he, he has that experience. He's got a longer track record. Very odd for a rookie, but he's got a longer track record than the returning guys. Um, you know, and it makes me think, uh, I've mentioned before, and I probably mentioned the Patriots too much, but like I live in New England. Um, and I think that as a football guy, like you, you've got to really pay attention to some of the things the Patriots have done over the years because it's just really they do some really interesting stuff. They're usually really ahead of the curve with things. And um, one thing about Tom Brady that maybe isn't that well known nationally, Tom Brady in the off season, like every year uh, when he was in New England, and I would assume he's still doing it now, he would just like pick out a handful of guys. And they'd go up to this cabin in Montana and like get away from it all, basically. <laughs> but um, and yeah, you know, I'm sure they're hanging out and drinking some beers and stuff like that. Well, maybe not Brady, but um, I'm sure they're they're doing a little bit of hanging out and, and, and bonding and stuff that way. But then they would just throw, you know, like they must he had some open field there or something, and like that's how he would like really get to know these guys and work with these guys and hear about Gronk going up there. You'd hear about Edelman, and, you know, you'd hear about all these guys spending time up there with him. So. I would imagine we're going to see something comparable out of Burrow with a healthy offseason. We'll see a lot of time with those guys. And I'm not at all concerned about T. Higgins. I, I think he's a, he's a great fit. I think he's an excellent player. Um, I think he's a bit of a sports car. You know, I think he's going to have those uh, soft muscle injuries and things from time to time. Um, but I think he's, a, he's an excellent player and a big piece. And I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, but when the rematch comes, because Baltimore's coming back, you know, they got to put two guys on chase. They got to know that they have to put two guys on chase. Um, so that's going to create more opportunities for Higgins. Um, so they're going to they're, they're gonna come back to that. You know, I, I think that's why they went to Higgins in the first place because they were thrown away from Humphrey because they like that matchup. Um, obviously, they ended up liking them, liking the chase matchup in the long run. Um, who knew? But yeah, I think um, I think we'll see that, and I think uh, Higgins is going to be important in that second matchup when they come back to that. And obviously, they're going to be worried about Uzama too. Um, so I think it's kind of maybe a blessing in disguise that they weren't really able to connect in this one. That maybe that'll open up that possibility. And I think the second round could be a really big game for T. So adjust your fantasy rosters accordingly for that week. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, O-line. Let's talk about the O-line a little bit more. And um, again, uh, Zach Taylor here. We had a lot of patience with some of our blitz pickups. I would also add stunts to that. They did a really good job with stunts, twists on the defensive line. The first drive, uh, Burrow got hit, and there were some communication issues that we had to iron out. And you could definitely see that. After that first drive, they played much better. Uh, the complex blitz packages are really good at it. They get free runners coming in on the quarterback. They've been doing it for years. But our guys, we felt, did a good job coming to the sideline and communicating fixing that, and keeping some tough hits off of Joe. All right, so yeah, they did a really good job. I mean, it, it, it looked bad right away. I was like, oof, man, they're getting through. They're, they're getting through. But they did a great job adjusting on the fly, I thought, which is a testament to Frank Pollock, uh, to Ben Martin, but definitely a, a testament to the guys in the field too, you know, because you, you need you need to be able to adjust the sideline. You need that coach um, – up in the booth, you know, to be able to see those things. And you need the players to be able to communicate as well, you know, because things are a little bit different. It's a little bit fast, you know, just being able to say, hey, no, this is this guy came from here, he came from here. Uh, so, you know, the, the players need to be able to communicate that stuff as well. So great job um, adjusting that stuff. O-line was very impressive uh, overall, especially after those first couple drives. I thought, I thought Trey, you know, Trey Hopkins, who has been struggling, I thought he looked pretty good in this game. Uh, Jackson Carmen did some really nice things. I just put a clip up on, on Twitter of him last night, uh, picking up a, a stunt. Um, he was actually handling the silent count, and I hadn't noticed that early in the year. Maybe, I don't know if they were doing that early in the year or not, but um, when you watch this game and you see that the rest of the O-line is in their stances and Carmen's kind of sitting back, right, like almost standing up and looking at Burrow, um, he – sees Burrow, and when Burrow, when he knows Burrow's ready and they're not checking anything else, he turns around, makes sure the O-line's good, and he gives uh, Trey Hopkins the tap uh, to let him know they're, they're ready for the snap. So that's how they were doing the silent snap. You know, there, there are some teams, like, you see where, the, like, the center, like, looks between his legs. Uh, but this was, this is kind of a good way to do it because, especially Trey being, you know, a veteran, a real smart guy, uh, it's a way for Trey to be able to keep his eyes on the coming blitzes, uh, you know, how the linebackers and DBs and stuff are moving. Uh, so if they need to check anything, Trey's got his eyes on that. So I thought that was, that was really interesting. And that's, that's a big responsibility. And, you know, Carmen did a good job with that. Um, not just the O-line, though. I thought the backs and the Titans did a really good job. Uzama had a couple of really nice plays. P. Ryan looked good. Um, I, you know, I had been worried about him. And Chris Evans looked so good in last week. I, I was expecting to see a bunch of Chris Evans. Uh, but P. Ryan really, you know, really, really did a good job uh, in, in protection. Uh, well, communication was great between those units as well, which is a big, you know, Burrow is, is highly involved in that as well. Uh, knowing what's going on, being able to communicate, make those sorts of checks, uh, knowing when they had a free runner, how to fade off of that side, get the ball out quick. 
Um, you know, once once they settled in, they looked really good. And let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the run game as well. All right. Um, on the run game, uh, Zach Taylor, we've got physical backs. They wear people down. Sometimes you don't always have a big explosive plays. I'm sorry, the big explosive plays. Uh, but over time, we know what kind of an effect that has. In the past, we haven't been able to use it because we really haven't had a lead. That's probably why I spent so much money on defense this year, right? Uh, but now you see the payoff where you get into that four-minute mode you get big chunks of yardage and touchdowns come from that. All right. You know, why they, you know, they, they talk about running the ball all the time. And I think sometimes we mitigate the importance of that. But, but you see that and you do see how you can wear down teams with the run game. And, you know, two and three yard runs definitely turn into four to six yard runs uh, in the second half, you know, as the game goes on. And then I put up opens up opportunities, excuse me, for some big plays as well. Uh, in the run game, uh, I noticed like they were using quite a bit of motion, you know, and, and they were doing that a little bit in the past game as well. Uh, some, you know, some interesting shifts and in motions really seemed to slow down the Ravens linebackers. You know, I think that had a, had a major effect for them. Uh, slowing down the, the Ravens linebackers, that helped the O-line get up to that second level um, and really helped, helped Mixon get to that second level. Joe Mixon looked like Mixon, you know, and, and I think the last two weeks, um, glad to see it wasn't a fluke against the Lions. Like he looked a lot, he looked like himself, where I don't think he really has this year. Um, you know, we got to remember he's coming off an injury too. Like who isn't, right? <laughs> um, now they definitely offensively had some issues on third downs. Um, you know, third downs are not good. Um, the red zone was bad, and it wasn't bad before you know like it's been an area they've been really good at um but you know 0 for 2 with an interception um i do think that not having to worry about chase taking the top off the defense when you get in that tight uh, i think that that gives wink and, and crew over in baltimore a little bit more flexibility uh to you know say uh say yolo and bring the heat um so i think that's a, a major part of that uh, as the field tightens there, it gives them a bit of an advantage. Um, now let's look overall. Um, some comments from Zach Taylor about where this team is at, how far they've come, it, and you really comparing this year to last year. I believe that was the question. Was comparing this year's result to last year's result against the Baltimore Ravens. It's a different team. We're allowed to build and improve. How many times have I said that? Like people are allowed to get better. Remember, remember when? Everybody hated Jackson Carmen a couple weeks ago? Exactly. Anyway, um, we just have a different mentality right now. We've done a lot of different things to get to this position. And I've given out a lot of tough speeches over time about great things to come and to keep working. I remember like, people were kind of laughing at that last year. It's like, oh, we're building to amazing things. And some people were like, yeah, right, Coach Speak, right? Hey, that's why we have a show called Coach Speak now. Anyway, um, and you hope and you pray that the team believes in that. That's the foundation of what we're building, and this is the result. This is their moment. Everything we've talked about, we've earned. We're starting to earn respect, but we still have a long way to go. Just winning one row game against a divisional opponent, that's what you have to do if you want to compete in this league. We have a long way to go. 
but I'm really proud of the collective team effort. This was a complete game today by all three phases. And that's what we need to come on the road to Baltimore, to Baltimore with and beat them. All right. Look, some great stuff in there, you know, and, and, I, and I point out a couple of things in the middle. But look, that is true. Like they, like they really need to be focused and they need to do that. You can't start thinking you're good, you know. Don't, don't do it. Like just don't fucking do it, right? And I, I don't use that very often, but we're gonna have to hit the parental advisory for this this podcast. Like don't do that, because um, that's dangerous. And I mean even. Even the 17-0 Patriots, who were that good, they thought they were too good. And you could see it in Week 17. Um, excuse me, 17-0, 16-0. You could see it in, in Week 17 when um, when they played the Giants. It was like, oh, if they don't lose this game, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, Giants pulled that one out. Giants, uh, Giants weren't able to pull that one out, but the Giants got them when it counted. You know, like, it, it's something that, like, you get that, that I'm good, I don't need to work hard, we got this. You know, like you start letting little things go, and the little things add up. Like, the talent gap in this league is not as big as, as we think it is. And especially with a team like Baltimore, like, look, they're down in some areas. They've got some injuries. They've got some things they need to replace. They're very good. And they have some very good players, and they can make some big time plays, and they can pull out some things. Um, so, round two coming up later this year. Don't think as you beat them on the road that you're going to beat them at home. Like they're coming for blood. All right, and I'll tell you what. Like you have a a up and coming team like the Bengals. Like that's a danger, you know, and. As that Ravens team, like you need to come out and say, we're going to remind them who we are and who they are. You know, and I wanted to throw in another F bomb there, but I won't. But like, that's the mentality. Like, they should be coming in with that attitude, being like, no, 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 you're still, you're still you. We're still, we're still the top dogs around here. Yeah, you, know, you may be a little bit up, but you need to be reminded who you are right now. That's how I'd be bringing that team in. You know, like, that's what I'd be, you know, in, in that type of situation. That, that's the mentality I go out there with. You can't start thinking you're good or you're susceptible to that crap. All right. So, again, we can't think that way. They certainly can't think that way, but we, th- we shouldn't be thinking that way as fans either. Like, don't think you're going to screw with the Ravens. All right. They can, but it's going to take a lot. <laughs> like, they're really going to need to bring that second time around, too. Uh, so, don't think it's just going to happen. Um, now, this podcast is called Coach Speak, and perhaps I got a little bit into Coach Speak there, and I know Zach Taylor definitely did in that last little run, but uh, we're going to get a little bit more of that right now uh, because on that note of, hey, Baltimore's coming back, um, you cannot overlook the New York Jets, all right? Don't be the team that blows that. Again, the talent gap in the NFL is not as much as we think it is. Um they have a different situation at QB now, which means they're probably going to do some different things offensively. There isn't really any film on Mike White. Um, I mean, Flacco's like not even going to be in New York till Friday, so I don't, we're not going to see Flacco. Obviously, we wouldn't know what they're doing 
with flying away, but um, it's a dangerous situation. Like they need to be focused. They need to have like focused week of practice. Like like Zach I was talking about. They need to be there again. Um, and you know, like like that, that new quarterback can give them something to rally around. You know, can give them something to focus on a rally around. Like yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna support this guy. You know, we're, hey, we're down, but we're gonna we're gonna back up around him. Like there's all all types of mental things that go into that. So can't give them hope. Can't give them an inch. It's got to be like the Ravens game or excuse me, uh, the Lions game. But they've got to be stronger in the first half. Can't have those three and outs. Um, they got to put it on them. All right, you got to come out with that attitude that you you got. It's not okay to have bad reps in practice. It's not okay to play down to that team. You got to keep coming. And I'll tell you what, too, man, this schedule does not get any easier. If you, if you look at it coming up, you know they still got uh, four more games in the division. We haven't seen the Browns yet. Um, I know they're banged up, but they still have some very good players in their front, you know, in particular. Uh, we've got um, the entire AFC West, which is pretty dangerous as well. So you can't start taking it easy. You can't be thinking you're good, all right? It's not getting easier. They got to keep it rolling and they got to keep getting better, right? They got to keep getting better because right now they are pretty good, but they got to remember how they got here, you know, by the work they put in, the effort they put in, you know, the belief they have, and they got to keep doing those little things and, and not get, not get tired. And at the end, like they haven't done anything yet. You know, they've, they've won a handful of games. Like that's it. You know, this isn't, this isn't a team that made a Super Bowl run. All right. Maybe they're in one, <laughs> but this isn't a team that's done that yet. So they got to keep coming. And hey, let's talk about that. I thought this was going to be a hot take, but now people are saying it. Like, look, they're the top seed in the AFC. They got a shot. I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, I think the I think the look, the Chiefs have a losing record right now. There's obviously some issues going on there. To me, the Bills are the team that that should be the best team in the AFC. Um, they, they lost to the Titans, who's obviously up there the, near the top of the AFC as well. They lost to the Steelers, where they kind of gave the Steelers the game. Um, and the Steelers did what the Steelers do. They did the little things and were in the right place at the right time. Uh, but that's a skill, too. So, you know, there's some susceptibility there. But I, I, I would still think the Bills would be favored uh, in that situation. So not going to be easy, you know. You get the Bills, you get the Titans, you get the the, the AFC West to worry about. Uh, it's going to be very interesting seeing uh, the Los Angeles Chargers again. Uh, definitely look, looking forward to that matchup, but that's going to be a thriller. Um, seeing what the, what that team can do, I think it's 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 open right now. Like there's not that team. You know, where like a year ago, it's like, eh, nobody, nobody's going to beat the Chiefs, you know. And, and in the division, you'd say, ah, well, you're not going to beat the Ravens. Like, that hurdle isn't there to making the run. Now, if you want to say win the Super Bowl, you, you're definitely looking at it saying, hey, they can't beat the Bucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, you're looking at the undefeated Cardinals and be like, oh, they're not going to beat them. Okay, fine. Um, again, it's, it's October and we'll see. Uh, you know, how teams develop over time. But 
this thing's wide open right now. It's, it's there for the picking. It's there for the taking. And keep getting better. I, I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> like, you know, don't please don't contact your bookie on in, on my behalf. Um, I'm like, I do, I do not make recommendations along those lines, but... You got a chance. Anyway, um, so this is Coach Speak. Uh, Hey, look, great things going on. Uh, Very exciting win. I thought they were going to win. I predicted the win. I did not expect that second half to go like that at all. Um, So, I, you know, just like, hey, I thought the defense was going to be good. I thought the defense was going to be, you know, top 12 good, not top 5 good. So, I will not accept wins for either one of those. I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back because they have far exceeded my expectations in those areas as well. Um, I did say they were a 10 plus win team and at one point it's a 12 win. So we get to that, that area. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll take the praise for those things, but, um, not for the, uh, not for the defensive performance cause, uh, they even surprised me anyway. Um, moving on, gotta be the jets. Gotta make it happen. You know, Getting it in uh, with the Browns after that into the bye, you know, got to finish that strong, come out into a good position, uh, and you got the whole AFC West and and the whole division again uh, after the bye, plus the Chargers, which like I said would be a big one. Uh, well, that's the AFC West. So, man, can you believe we're talking about meaningful games at the end, <laughs> the end of October? Oh, this is different. This is a treat, though. Anyway, I'm rambling now. Um, thanks for tuning in. Man, this is fun. Love being competitive. There's gonna be ups. There's gonna be downs. All right. Don't don't go in the tank when they lose a game. Don't get don't get down. Don't get don't get sad because they do something stupid. Because it's gonna happen. It's a process. It's growth, and it's ahead of schedule. All right. It's in a really good place right now. So lots to be happy about for Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick. This is Coach Speak. Thank you very much for tuning in. Good day. Yeah, we coming for with sours. Yeah, we coming for with sours. You hear the crowd.